This is the Blackout Podcast. Hi, Regine. Hello, Israel. Thanks for coming in. I remember the first time seeing your name, uh, my friend Kelly had a character in a film called Regine, right? Mm-hmm. And then I read the script and it's Kelly. If if I, if anyone made that film, mm-hmm. if I saw that film anywhere and I'm like, Kelly did it, I wouldn't even doubt. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just her person. It's the style mm-hmm. of movie she'd make. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, who the f- who is Regine? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm used to Regina, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Myself? Yeah. Well, I was born in the Philippines, and that's where I was given the name Regine. I was named after this Filipino singer. Okay. And then I moved to uh, Taiwan when I was very little and grew up there, spent 15 years of my life, and then moved to Canada and spent some time in Toronto, and then eventually decided I wasn't really suited for the big city life. So I came to Halifax for school and studied at University of Kings. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean by you're not suited for the city life? Oh, I just, I mean, I always grew up in cities, and I never realized how much, how overwhelmed I was, and I'm also a huge introvert, and just grew up oh, constantly feeling overwhelmed, and always feeling sad, and just feeling like there wasn't enough space around me. Mm. So, it really wasn't until I came out to move to the Maritimes that I realized that, oh, I feel like I can hear my thoughts, and I can <laughs> be myself, and the soothing ocean air, like, how nice it is. Mm. Yeah, so... That's and it. how long did you live in the Philippines? Uh, not long at all. Oh, okay. uh, my, but my parents grew up there, and so my grandparents are still there, and we got to visit quite frequently when we were kids. Okay. And so, yeah. On your on your bio on the a different place thing, mm-hmm. it says you are Filipino Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to tell me a bit about that? Right. I think. Uh, Ethnicity-wise, I would identify as Chinese, but it didn't feel right to exclude also the different parts of myself growing up, which was Mm. primarily spending time in the Philippines and spending time in Taiwan. And my parents actually are also immigrants um, because they grew up in the Philippines and then migrated to Taiwan to start their career. Mm. So there's like just like a lot of cross international ties there. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. That I think are important to my identity. Ah, okay. I see it now. So, um, and how was Toronto for you? There was a lot. I was very intimidated. Like, I grew up as a really shy kid. I went to this art school and was constantly surrounded by talent and just never felt like I could really participate in it. So I actually started out in theater production, doing a lot of stage management work, Mm. because that was a way to, you know, safely be behind the scenes, but able to witness how everything comes into, um, into fruition. So I did a lot of that, stage managed a bunch in Toronto. But once again, like, just everyone was so busy and you didn't know like who to trust and like who you could rely on to produce the work that you wanted to. Mm. So it, yeah, I just didn't feel like I really fit in. Yeah. yeah. And then you move, why did you, I mean, there are smaller towns, I guess, smaller, smaller cities all yeah. over Canada. Why did you decide to land to Canada? <laughs> Cause it was far. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, 
I, I think I was coming for Kings and the, the foundation year program because oh. I was a big nerd. There was a big nerd in me that needed to come out. And that's oh, okay. where I met some of my closest friends. So what's that foundation year about? What do you do in that year? We study sort of the the progression of, sorry, the, the important texts in the Western canon throughout six ages. From, so from the conception of time, like the Epic of Gilgamesh, all the way to the Renaissance and then to the contemporary era. So you just read for one year? Yeah, and we write a <laughs> lot of essays. Yeah, it's super, super nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about that experience? Um, well, the fact that you just get so exposed. I mean, you get exposed to so many texts, right? And it's like everything, every single text... I basically would read on my own as a hobby. So, like, mm. why not do it and get credit and learn a lot and hear all these amazing professors speak on it? Mm. And there's also, like, the element of discussion that's heavily emphasized in the Foundation Year program where you would go into little tutorial groups and then you would just, like, talk to your peers and then you would, after class, you'd go to a dining hall and then, like, discuss more. Yeah, so it's just, like, this never ending like experience mm. being involved in the culture and the community uh, yeah okay. i feel like this is becoming like a promo for kings i, did, <laughs> I really i really love kings <laughs> but um talking about kings yeah uh, i a few weeks ago i had a guest on a podcast and she's in kings and she mentioned mm. this thing i've forgotten now i should have written it down but basically yeah. every month you guys have like a part like a dinner party oh yeah what, did you... oh what is it called formal meal yeah yeah so how did you take part in any of those oh yeah i mean <laughs> imagine hogwarts where you like that's like, exactly yeah. what she said and her name is hermione her, really yeah, oh no joke <laughs> I know, so it was a great episode. Yeah, she, so yeah. and her, I think her bio says yes, like in Harry Potter, mm. <laughs> and that's an actual real name because it's yeah. the female version of Hermes. She explained that. To oh, me. I didn't know that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know gotcha, that. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know from the from the film. Um, and yeah. then she mentioned that like jo- exactly what you said. Just imagine Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, but but you dress up to go and stuff. How um how often would you go to those? Is it something you do every month or? Yeah, there's like an invitation set out. No, once, I meant for uh, you. Oh, for myself. Yeah. Whenever my friends were going, I would go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so growing up, what did you want to be? I wanted to be an illustrator, and I still want to. Like, I want to be a children's book author. Mm. I think there's so much to explore there, but um, I never really had a formal training in the arts. And I think I'm always caught up with, you know, what I want to do as a career as opposed to what I want to do just in my own time. And I think illustration is one of those things that I can see myself doing in my 50s or my 60s and that there's really no rush in doing that. Mm. So I'm just letting the ideas brew at the moment. So so now what did you study in Kings? You did a year thing then. What was your... Are you done with Kings? Yeah, I graduated last year, so okay. I'm just in my phase of figuring life out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what What was your What did you do in Kingston after that year? Um, I went on to study French and early modern philosophy. I should preface that I also applied to NASCAD, but I was rejected. Um, oh, there's an application. You know, I don't know that. To- I didn't know that you actually have to apply to go to NASCAD. Yeah, it's it's like any other university. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I mean, they look for your portfolio and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like a review. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't make the cut and I was like... What did you want to study there? Um, 
interdisciplinary. I just wanted to explore everything. And uh. um, NASCAD, once again, like University of Provost, um, has something called the Foundation Year Program as well. Mm. Found, sorry, Foundation Studies. And, and they go through, like, the different disciplines. Like, they give you, like, the 101 courses on, like, printmaking, sculpting, video making. Oh. And I was like, this seems like the perfect opportunity for me to explore. Mm. But I didn't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did go back to NASCAD years later to take drawing courses. Mm. Um, and it was um, really eye-opening to s- just to see the regular practice or, like, how people normalize these art-making opportunities in their everyday. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... How did that rejection feel, though? Oh, huge. It kind of made me think, like, oh, my mother was right. I will never be an artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you an only child? Do you have siblings? No, I oh, have okay. three other siblings. Are I'm, you the eldest? I'm the middle. Oh. Yeah. Cool, cool. And I'm the only one in Halifax. <laughs> Where is everyone? Everyone's still back in Toronto. Uh, how often do you go back home? Once or twice a year. Okay, like for Christmas, things like that. Yeah, for Christmas. We do our... My parents live in Asia still, but I do... We all go on a family reunion at some place in the world. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was the last one? Taiwan, actually. Yeah. Yeah. How... Wait, so... hmm, Oh, no, it's Hong Kong I'm thinking about. Never mind. Yeah. But how's Taiwan? Taiwan is really small and humid. Like, it only occurred to me... Uh, much later in life, I was like, oh my gosh, I grew up in an island. Like, what is going on? Um, it was a really interesting place because um, I think now um, being away from it, I have a lot of fondness of it and mm. appreciating just like how nice people were all the time, like despite all the shitty politics that were going on, like China's trying to colonize us. Oh yeah, I was, that- <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. I don't know why. So it, it's not yeah. Hong Kong, it's Taiwan that has it's that. Taiwan. So, t- so what it explain that thing again for me it's like taiwan says mm-hmm. we are this person and china, china says no you are in yeah, china they want they want taiwan to be part of their territories and i think taiwan is being bullied on uh just across international platforms because china is always threatening saying that oh like if you recognize taiwan then we're gonna pull out our business etc uh, like using their power yeah. um yeah Okay. So, so that's not really fun. I hope it doesn't happen. Um, I don't know. I'm mm. at this point like a bit distant away from it, so mm. I don't necessarily have the most up to date perspective. Mm-hmm. But sort of growing up, we got a lot of influence like between Japan and Korea and the Philippines and China. So it was like a really interesting mishmash of culture. In so, what languages do you speak? Um, I speak Mandarin, English. I understand Fukian. I understand Tagalog. I can't speak it. And I speak French. Oh, yeah, yeah. So did you um, speak French before you studied French? No. <laughs> what? So you actually learned it and... Oh, man. People that know how to learn languages, you need to teach me this thing. Yeah, Especially I... French. It gives me a headache. Because mm-hmm. it's so technical, French. Yeah, the so... writing, it's like, just the rules. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, like, I yeah, I think the natives themselves will say that they're pretty frustrated with <laughs> the language. But yeah. What what are those other two? Uh, so you said Mandarin, uh, and then you mentioned two languages. What are those one from? Uh, Fukian is the, the local dialect in China in which my parents' ancestors grew up in. So that's what they, what they spoke growing up. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Tagalog, which is what they speak in 
the capital city of the Philippines, Manila. Okay. Yeah. It's actually really interesting hearing my parents speak as well, because I don't think they finish an entire sentence with just one language. <laughs> it was like a mishmash of a little bit. Like, they would start a sentence in Chinese and finish it in English. And um, yeah, I didn't recognize how much that influenced us to mm. be very adaptable yeah. to these all these different curveballs thrown at us so anyway that's really fun my parents well, are cool well, <laughs> um so you said you're back are they in taiwan now no mm-hmm. oh okay yeah and um how was your last visit to taiwan because i said that's that that's mm. where the, you had that last big meeting yeah it was it felt really nice i think growing up I always felt isolated. Like, I was very distinctly different from my family and my siblings. In what way? And I was just a lot more quiet, more melancholic, <laughs> and in my mother's words, too sensitive. Um, <laughs> and there was a lot of um, observing the world rather than participating in it. And when I would get roped into things, I just would be very confused. I'm like, I never signed up for this. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, your siblings are more... Uh, more of extroverts or yeah or i think they're just a bit more resilient as children mm. yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. um but the last time visit was really great because it was the first time where my siblings and my parents were all under the same house that we grew up in oh okay and it was uh just like seeing my childhood in a new light or getting to revisit my childhood mm. this time with everyone in it as well and I got to see some old friends and eat really good food. I got to explore the places that we never really had the autonomy to uh, explore as children. Mm. And yeah, and complaining about the heat together. It's hot. <laughs> it's well, really hot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what are your siblings doing in uh, uh, Toronto now? Um, most of them are still students. Mm. We're going through the same like millennial crisis. Oh, stuff. what are we gonna? Yeah. So gonna... I, I, yeah. you you wanna you wanna be an illustrator? That means you do have to write stories too, kind of right? Mm-hmm. If you're doing the children's books, yeah. Do you do any writing at all? I do a lot of poetry. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know this. I would have said you should. <laughs> do you have anyone in your sketchbook? No. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I would have asked you to read one. I didn't know. Maybe I'll have you come back to read one. <laughs> Um, so what type of what type of things would you write about? Um, mostly, I, so the way I see poems is kind of seeing them as photographs, and so when I feel this really um, strong emotion um, that I want to remember, I would try to regurgitate that into mm. words. Or if I want to remember like a, a person and the impact they had on my life, I would write it down. Mm. I actually I did that once one Christmas where. I flew to Seattle to be with my cousin instead of going back home to Toronto mm. and was just like really I just felt really loved and cared for under her presence and I wrote her a poem as a as a Christmas present. Um, you wrote it there or after you left? I wrote I wrote it there. Oh okay. Yeah. <clears throat> How long did that one take you to write? Um probably a week or two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was sort of like sketched down the outline sort of put down words to encapsulate the feeling, feeling and then have, I have to fine-tune that later. Mm. Do you, you write poetry as well, mm. too, right? Like, mm. you know how sometimes you kind of have to plant the idea and then mm. you have to let it ferment and then find the best ways to put it together? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun for me. I think that also speaks to my 
my fascination with collage, where I like to pick things out, I like to move them around and mm. edit them and see how these little fragments can come together as a cohesive whole. Mm. Like, that to me is really fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just dive into it. I, I, yeah. no, I know you're now in a... I'm going to try and get this right, but correct me. Okay. Media, actually, you know what? What's it? <laughs> What's it called? The, the program you're doing in CIFA. The media, media Arts Scholarship. Media Arts Scholarship. Yeah. I, I'm actually uh, super envious because that's the one thing I wanted to do. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've wanted to do it for, forever. But and you're I keep... an artist in residence. Uh. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're at the level I want you to get to. <laughs> no, I think what I like about our program is that you get to do stuff you don't really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm interested in a lot of things. Mm. So I think my... Well, I've applied for a few times, but the one I was right. so sure, I was like, I was just waiting for that email. Yeah. It was this program. But I, I mean, I understood why I didn't get in because I cheated a bit. I shouldn't have done that. What I wanted to do was... I created a film with my friends and it's set in this world. Mm-hmm. And... So my what I wanted to do was create uh, an installation based on this world. Yeah. But instead of doing just that, I yeah. added a film element inside, and it's like you can't do sh- stuff you already uh, know. So okay. I'm like ah. But anyway, I'll That's try cool. again. Maybe we should talk off mic and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it, it's super cool. Anyway, yeah. so is this film set in this world where people don't have emo- emotions? Because in this future, everyone feels that the world was destroyed and it was destroyed because people were mm. feeling stuff. Okay. And then this uh, corporation that owns most of the world now just gives their citizens this pill. You take a pill a day and you don't feel right. anything. But then there are people that are like, oh no, we're human beings, we need to feel stuff. And yeah. so there's that clash, right? Oh, cool. uh, and um, But if you get caught with emotions, you get drowned, right? Mm. Uh, and that's what the essence of the film was about and then gotcha. i went and built built out this world because uh-huh. i'm writing um like a series based on the world but then i was like hmm you know what would be cool we could do this installation where yeah. uh we'll build the world uh-huh. and people will come into the sections and see oh this is what is that and but then i said oh but by the way it's gonna be a film oh fuck i should not say that <laughs> <laughs> but like, anyway, so the Media Arts Scholarship is a great program. I yeah. like it because you get to do what you like. You practice a different mm-hmm. something you haven't tried before. Yeah. So uh, your project is interesting. What was the inspiration behind it? Uh, what was it called again? Not your jolie poupée. Yeah, what was... That is a French word. Yeah. What was French? That? So th- that actually came from a poem that I wrote, actually. Oh, so that's that, the name of the poem? Uh, no, it isn't. It's just a line in the poem. Oh, oh okay. It was um, after a messy relationship. I was uh, dating this uh, boy who was white and just wasn't really aware of the racial politics, I felt. And so ah. in the poem, I was like, F you, don't need this. Not your your Jolie Poupée under a limelight. And mm. So was what, is, what was Jolie Poupée? Jolie Poupée in French just means pretty doll. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> now you realize it's like yeah. everything makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Okay, but, you know, yeah. I'll let you tell me more about it. And then I'll say what I mm-hmm. kind of think. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear feedback. Um, but that was basically a very outright, basically, like, fuck you to, to the world. And, like, no longer playing by your conventions. Like, no longer living under your assumptions. And this is me going to just, like, throwing it back at their faces. Mm. The the whole title is actually, like, not your jolie poupée, and in brackets, like, for the men who leer, jeer, and sneer. Mm. I don't know if you saw that in the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So, going out there with a punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, how did you decide the different elements you created? Hmm. That's really... That's a good question. I don't... I'm not quite sure, um, because I noticed just... Um, at the very final day of installation, um, it was just taking up so much time compared to the rest of the scholars, and I was, and I was like beating myself up for it. No, man. I, you know what? I always say, <laughs> if you get an opportunity to do this, I mean, go yeah. crazy, yeah, go crazy. Because you know what? If you f- if you didn't do that thing you want to do, mm-hmm. you always leave you that shit. I should put yeah, that one more true. thing. Yeah. So you know what you did it, and then it was ready in time, right? Yeah, it yeah, was. It exactly. was. But Tori was telling me afterwards. Um, Tori, the program coordinator, CFAT, was saying afterwards, like, "Yeah, you did the equivalent of three projects. Like, no one has ever made that much stuff as you did." I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." But um, yeah, when I set out to do, I was like, "I want to do an installation, and I feel like I need different elements to the installation." so that people don't feel bored or feel overwhelmed by seeing the same mm-hmm. thing. So that's why I set out, okay, okay I want paintings. Um, the illustrate. It started out with illustrations of me drawing self-portraits. And I really liked those, really wanted that to be part of show. But then I was thinking, oh, the new media element. I think I should make a video um, with the tools that I have. And then a self-portrait um, that I always wanted to be part of the show, just sort of a way to engage with the viewers or to mm-hmm. confront the viewers mm-hmm. um for having my presence somewhat there yeah so that's why there's so many there's so many elements to and it. the sound design was this oh. yeah yeah um those were extracts um uh from porn from different porn snippets and um just like very ubiquitous scenarios where Japanese porn takes place. Mm. Um, I'm glad you picked up. I don't think much people notice. Oh, but. I don't miss... Well, I miss things. Let me not say that. But yeah. but I think, to me, when I go into a space, mm-hmm. I'm like a James Bond. I'm always trying <laughs> to find the things that people don't look for. And yeah. um, and sound is super important to mm-hmm. me. <clears throat> One thing I've, I've learned from making films is you can make a shitty film, mm-hmm. but make sure your sound is great. Yeah. No matter how amazing your film is, if your mm-hmm. sound sucks, people will just people won't understand why that film. They'll just feel yeah. I don't know. Have you seen the new Spider Man? I haven't. What about it? It's great. Okay. You should see it. But the sound design is amazing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's animation, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's Spider Man and it's cool and the main it's just a it's just a you know what? It's a perfect film. Okay. Yeah. Like I can't I can't, I, I can't say, oh, I don't like this. I mean, I know there were people that had the issue because Spider-Man is black, which is stupid because there was a pig, <laughs> there was a pig that was a Spider-Man yeah. and, you know. Anyway, point is, 
sound. The sound in that film was uh-huh. great. There, there was yeah. a scene where they went into the building to steal something, mm-hmm. and then they were going through the through the trees. Ah mm-hmm. oh, man, it was it's just great. Anyway, yeah. you should it's, see the film. Yeah, I so agree. so sound is super yeah. important to me. Um, yeah. There was another um, installation that I missed the point of, but I'll go back there okay. Okay. to check it again. Cool. And. <clears throat> it's supposed to be sound based, but I think I didn't experience it the way I was supposed to. Right. So I'll, I have to try it again. But yeah, when mm-hmm. I was there, and yours, it's yeah, it was a fuck you. So you, so you got that part <laughs> of course. It's like blah, blah. Yeah. It, it stays in your face, and 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 now when you say the whole uh, pretty doll, it just mm-hmm. makes sense. So yeah. so um, geisha. Uh, is it Memoirs of a Geisha? Memoirs of a Geisha, yeah. It's like super huge and it's a yeah. great film. It's well mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. And when <laughs> when you said that it's from a line in a poem you yeah. wrote because of it, you just, you just tied it all together because mm-hmm. being Asian... And, mm-hmm. Being stereotyped. And a lot of, I think a lot of people do it without realizing that. And so... The it's like, whole point of show is like yeah, bringing awareness. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you're small and dainty and oh, yeah. it's, oh you're so yeah. cute. Like, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but it's, it's so the portrait you put in there with the thing projecting words mm-hmm. on it. What yeah. was what was the, that about? That was about. So there, were, there was there was like yeah. three different layers of words, right? There was like, I understand you, or... Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I added at the very end, just because I got to a point where I felt like I was being too angry. Mm. And I felt like if I was... If I kept throwing all these words and showing people um, th- th- how how angry and frustrated I was, that they might just shut off. Like, there's always a fine line with that. Like, you want to... You wanna, um, challenge the viewers, but you also don't really want to tip them over the edge, mm. um, that they walk away with nothing. So that was sort of my way of reconciling the showing the violence, but it was showing that there's a place for healing, especially for other survivors who have gone through this a similar thing. Mm. Um, but that painting was sort of a, a visceral representation, representation of what assault feels like, mm. because the way it works is that you... You see the painting from afar, and you just see a silhouette of a person. But when you approach it closer, uh, these words jump out on yeah. you, and it's very, I think, quite similar to how um, catcalling and street harassment works, where you're just like going around minding your own business, and then like some person jumps out, say something, and kind of like ruins your whole day. Yeah. And all the text there is actually uh, all things that I have gotten as a person of color. Um, oh, and also some of the some racial slurs also from my friend. Who has received them? Oh, but you're Chinese or something. He said something like that. Yeah, he said there's like, like Chinese okay. bitch and China, China. Yeah, get that a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did you decide on the sequence those words came on the photo, on the uh, painting? No, not really. I mean, mm. there's the slurs and then there's the the words that were coming from myself. Mm. Yeah, okay. or also words that I kind of wish that I've heard much sooner. <laughs> yeah, but y- yeah. you know, um, I guess there were just two or three of those ones. I understand you. It's okay. I think there were three of... And um, I'm so I'm sorry that this happened. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Happened. yeah. Yeah. Which one of those did you hear and which one is from yourself to yourself? Um, I think the last one. I'm sorry to say. Mm. Well, but I mean all, all three of them, I okay. think. Yeah. 
Um, so then <clears throat> going around, <laughs> this is a self-portrait. And the first thing is the person is caught up. Oh, you're talking about the giant woman. Yeah. You're talking about that. that yeah. Over there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you, I'm going to draw myself, but I'm going to cut myself up at the same time. Yeah. That threw me off. Yeah. What was the story behind woman. that? Um, that one was, uh, so being confronted with the fragments of myself, just like for a long time living, I didn't, um, I didn't see myself. I couldn't look at photos of myself because I just couldn't stop thinking of like what it reminds people of. And I think for just like for a very long time was very afraid to, um, engage in any sort of like superficial thing like dressing myself up for example would be a huge challenge because i'm always worried like if i dress a certain way would this is this an invitation for people to approach me because they think i'm pretty um and so with the giant woman that was sort of drawing this like really fatigued sensation and having these parts of me that never really quite felt right and so in the um it's a life-size projection Mm. and there's always uh, there's just like a lot of floating body parts and they always seem like they're gonna come together but they're not it always like slightly goes amiss and that's i think sort of emblematic of my journey of like trying to gather the pieces together but Mm. never really quite succeeding and the semen at at that one that was semen right the what sorry there was semen floating oh you're talking about um, I'm 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 not right, talking right. about one, one thing. I'm talking okay. about your whole thing, but in different parts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that is that's very interesting. I guess it kind of looks like semen, but um, it's eyeballs. Oh, okay. Eyeballs oh, well. Around. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they look like semen, and they are swimming towards the lady. I'm like, yeah. Because to me, it's opposite mm. the screen. Yeah. The 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 film that's playing. So I'm like, is yeah. that? Uh okay okay so mm-hmm. I could either look at this lady sitting here doing her thing or yeah. I could look at this screen and that mm-hmm. screen was uh, um how do I don't know when you come into the space it says yeah. uh this floor is right there's like bad shit happens here blah blah yeah, blah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then you go in mm-hmm. and then it says guest book. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the show. Um, I, yeah. No, I what was that about? Well, I just wanted people to write nice things. <laughs> How they felt through the show. It's um, according to my friend Kelly. Um, it's a, a tradition for to have a guest book on your first show. Mm-hmm. And for yeah, I've seen those around. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't really. Yeah. Anyway, so so you, you passed that. I'm like, okay, let yeah. me go see what's inside. Uh-huh. And then you turn to the left. Is this screen? Mm-hmm. And. Um, I'm actually so with the screen, right? You see the floating. Oh, you're talking about no the the TV, the, the TV screen, right? right? It, it's it's a lot of so it's it starts with just photos floating around and then mm-hmm. it's interspersed with porn and what was the process for creating that piece? Mm. Um, what was the process of that? It started with watching a lot of porn. Mm. <laughs> like I I always knew that that was that I wanted to collect a lot of snippets and have them collide with each other and mm. um yeah c- basically create this visual collage but that wasn't so that wouldn't be as effective if it had just been print mm. and so i wanted to sort of show those bits but also show sort of like the physical process of 
of gathering those together. Mm. I think it it um, adds a different element for the viewers when they see that oh you've gone through the work and there's like this physical representation and then when you're in the space it feels even more real because mm. there's also elements of that scattered in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it started with just going on Pornhub, watching a lot of stuff, and then uh, creating the sort of like doing screenshots as well, turning them into black and white and sort of juxtaposing with um, the the magazines that I've gathered from back home. Mm. Um, and I think with that, I was trying to show that, okay, not only are women sexualized in in porn for entertainment, but they're also like sexualized in a very daily basis. And this is the, this is the message that young women receive every, every day, like ways to make them smaller, ways to make them paler. Um, and I mean that, I don't think the, the magazine element, the beauty industry is, um, unique to, uh, Asia culture, but the porn is definitely. So I'm, I'm now with the porn thing. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, they had to be Asian, but did you seek particularly violent type porn for your show, or that's just what you got? That's just what I got, actually. Whoa, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. Like, it's not like you were searching Japanese girl getting almost raped and stuff. Yeah, no. Because most no, of those, that's okay. literally what was happening. But, yeah. but then, I, I anyway, I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when I was watching that... <clears throat> What it reminded me of, I guess, get, going to that space. Let's say I didn't know you, or, or let's just say, I don't know you. That the artist behind this was Asian. I, I'm going mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. I'm seeing these ads. The person's caught up. I'm seeing things yeah. floating towards the person. I'm hearing these weird voices, uh-huh. and I see the screen, and it's like there are tender moments. But oh shit, this guy's getting touched in a weird way. Mm. <clears throat> It reminded me of one of the worst things I've heard happen to a human being. So yeah. I think she's Japanese, this girl. Right. Uh, she was she she was killed. To me, my mind. She was killed over like a week or something. Mm-hmm. She was uh, kidnapped by people from our school, and then she was in this house, and she was Wait, taught- in your school. No, no, her school. Oh, her school. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I Jesus. never started in Japan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and her school, and she was abused systematically over time till she died and then they try to so it just that's how it felt to me right like yeah and then and then i didn't know the story mm-hmm. behind it and then i found it and it's like okay and then you mm-hmm. said it pretty dull it all tied it up together mm-hmm. so what's next what's next for me yeah um i'm hoping to dabble in a in film a bit more mm. i'm really intrigued like the whole cfat scholarship has led me to realize like i'm really interested in editing i'm really interested in sound design i don't really play any instrument at this point but i would really like to learn how to edit sound and mm. um filter with that yeah i know your sound yeah. design was great even with the Thanks. screen mm-hmm. uh when i don't know with when you're putting the photos up yeah. Th- there's this, there's a lot of sound design and then it changes and then it gets yeah, it's okay, sort of it's scary. It's shit is going down and the yeah. people are Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Adobe Audition. It's my new love. Oh, and Isadora. I would love to do more. And so like What does that do? Isadora is the projection program. Oh, okay. Um, so all the women figures are just photographs, uh, but they can animate with this 
program, this live projection program. So that's、mm-hmm. why they can do all those cool effects. Okay. Yeah. And、um, so, what are you doing now apart from the show? I'm just living. <laughs> I'm just living life. <laughs> this whole week has been very, very surreal. I'm not really used to being exposed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had to do the course thing and you had to、yeah. do the other interview, and now you're here.、Yep. Uh, and you're, you're pretty much, Regine is, you know,、yeah. not in the city now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm still me, you know. <laughs> <Yeah> . Thanks <laughs> for coming in today.、Oh, you're welcome. Oh, wow. We have to do this again, definitely.、Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.